You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. The sport of pair fencing has been equated to a game of physical chess. And Shelby Jensen would know that. The Move United Elite team member has been ranked number one in Sabre and number two in Epi and Foil in the United States. When not competing for Team USA at the international level, she practices and competes with her local program in Salt Lake City, the Utah Swords Academy Fencing Club. A sophomore in college, she has her sights set on competing at the next three Paralympic Games. All right, Shelby, thank you for being my guest today. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be here. So for those that that aren't familiar with you and the sport and maybe your background, first of all, you're a member, you've been a member of our elite team. So um, talk a little bit about maybe when you when you got started in the the elite team process. So I got started about two or three years ago. I started fencing about four years ago, so a year after I started in the elite team, and they have been nothing but good to me. They've I've been able to reach out to them and everything about like contacts between people for other sports or Mm -hmm. if I need help with something sport related. So. And uh, so you, you got into fencing four years ago. What yeah. what triggered that? What what got you interested in the sport? So I was volunteering for a wheelchair sports camp back in 2016 when I was 15 years old. Um, and I one of the wheelchair sports was wheelchair fencing. Mm-hmm. And they noticed I had a disability and everything. So they had me dress up and sit down and try it and I was like uh maybe in a little bit and so they came back the next week um and they had me sit down and try it again and I that's when I realized like this is my sport I love it and I want to do it and were you uh, since you were involved in that camp were you already involved in other sports yes yes and what kind of um, sports were you, other sports were you, did you play at the time? So I did Special Olympics after my stroke for um, rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did basketball and biking in the Special Olympics. And then outside of the Special Olympics for, they have this adaptive recreation center in Salt Lake mm-hmm. uh, where you are able to go and do sports. I did archery through them. And also, I did uh, bocce through them. Okay. And bowling. So, yeah. But, but fencing somehow caught your attention. What, what was it about fencing? So, the aspect of fencing, I like the mental game because it challenges you um, both mentally and physically. But mentally, it does more for me because I'm my brain, I had a TBI. And so, it helps me core like reaction time and mm-hmm. everything. So, 
and so it just kind of keeps your brain, you know, working and and thinking and processing and. and <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's like um, um, most people explain it as a physical chess. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to predict the uh, opponent's move three uh, moves ahead. Yeah, two or so, three, two or three moves yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. And so, do you? I, I I have heard the reference to physical chess before, which I love, and and it, it paints a great visual for <laughs> for folks that may not be familiar with the sport. Is it more physical or is it more mental? I would say it's more mental because you can be as physically in shape as you want, but opponents who have the mental game down um, will always beat you or Mm. always win against Mm. you. No matter if you're the strongest player and they're the weakest, they have the mental game that down, they will always win. So you try this, uh, you know, by uh, on a whim, I guess you could sh- you could say, right? Where you mm-hmm. try fencing for the first time at a camp. Yeah. Um, you know, when you when you said, "Hey, I want to do this more often," how did how did you go about? You know, finding obviously a a place or a program where you can practice and get better. And 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 did you immediately say or realize I could I can do this? I want to do this competitively, or did that kind of come over time? So. Um, first off, I'm part of a foundation, Utah Fencing Foundation. Mm-hmm. So um, all my travel and all my equipment has been paid for by this foundation. Um, and they are part of a club, Utah Swords Academy, um, where I go down and train. Right now I'm training in my living room. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, when before all this happened, I was training down there five nights a week. Um, and the, my manager, um, who runs the foundation was actually like, okay, let's send her to a competitive competition, a national competition and see how she does. Mm-hmm. And once they did that, I absolutely like loved the competition atmosphere loved everybody I met they were all so friendly so and um and so you said obviously you go to the local club how far is that mm-hmm. close to your house do you have to dri- drive yeah. okay so you don't have to drive it's, too far <laughs> no no it's only like a five to seven minute drive depending on traffic oh so. that's that's nice and convenient because I know a lot of people <laughs> in the adaptive sports um, world that you know drive sometimes an hour yeah. or two hours away yeah, just to be yeah. Able to participate. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, so you get involved in this local club and, mm-hmm. and how, how long was it between the, you know, the time that you started showing up at the club to that first competition that you talked about? Seven months. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. probably still pretty quick, right? Yes. Yes. I was incredibly overwhelmed. My first, I had anxiety. I had, I was just like, uh, but then once I got fencing other people, the my opponents i realized like okay this is fine just do what i do at the club so exactly and mm-hmm. i think i think that's what a lot of people get hung up on you know is that yeah. is that kind of anxiety or fear and you know am, am i am i good enough am I, you know 
Um, but you just got to sometimes like you did just go out and try it and, and uh, um, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it's really, I, I used it for rehab once I first started um, okay. because of my spasticity in my arm, but it's gotten better because when I pull on this arm, it stretches it. So, mm. yeah. So yeah. yeah, so it was th- therapeutic and re- and re- mm-hmm. you know, kind of a good rehab opportunity for you as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, let's talk about the sport a little bit. I know that there's different kinds, you know, like mm-hmm. you know foil and saber. Or, you know, uh, which one did you pick? You know, and I know the answer, but I want folks to uh, uh, how to, and then then like how did you pick which which of those you know different uh, styles of the sport to participate in? So I originally started with saber but now i do all three my top my primaries are are saber and epe Mm -hmm. um saber because it's quick it's explosive um and and it's more of the slashy weapon Mm -hmm. and epe because it has rules but like not really because you can touch them anywhere anywhere above the waist and for a teenager a rebellious teenager who doesn't like rules. That's the perfect weapon for me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't like rules, go epe, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that because I've talked to some people and <laughs> epe seems to get the bad rap of the bunch. So I don't know why, why is that? <laughs> um, so it's more like your, your normal rapier um, that they use in like HEMA and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for like a play fight. Mm -hmm. Um, But this, the weapon itself, I would say is pretty popular amongst the fencing community because the internationally and nationally, both the able-bodied and wheelchair mostly do epic. But why it gets a bad rep is because there's no rules and you can twist them to just how you like Mm. in a way. Um, But most people fence that sword, even though it gets a bad rep. So, (laughs) yeah. And so I think if you're someone that likes structure, then maybe Mm -hmm. Epe is not the right uh, no fit but if you if you like the fact that there's a little bit more openness mm-hmm. uh to the sport then epe epe it would be good for you yeah yeah if you like a lot of structure i would go with foil mm-hmm. but if you like some structure but not too much saber if you don't like any structure basically i would go epe so yeah that's a good way to good way yeah. to compartmentalize it yeah exactly yeah and uh, and so you you said you started out like in saber. Did you mm-hmm. switch? Was there a switch? You know to or a pivot t- towards you know FA as well, or or do you still you, know, you still focus just as much on saber? Um. So I I went saber foil and epe, okay. and then I picked saber and epe. And even though I compete in all three, mm-hmm. um, there really wasn't a switch it was just gradually getting better and better then you can move on to this sword then you can okay. move on to this sword um and i think that um i well sorry um i mostly practice in saber 
because okay. that's like my primary. Um, Epe is my secondary and foils my uh, third. So, so I like I liked how you mentioned that you know you start out on one and move to another, mm-hmm. move to another. Is that is that yeah. is that the progression that maybe most folks that get into the sport do it? And you know, maybe do, do most folks start out in saber, for example, and then move on, perhaps, or or is that just that was how you did it, and not necessarily how everybody else does it? That was how I did it, be- um, because there were more people competing in saber at that time. Okay, and so they wanted me to start out in saber, and saber's the lightest weapon other than foil and it's more explosive and not as like point oriented as epi and foil so they started me out in that because that was easiest for them and for me to compete in so how do you train mentally for the sport so what i've been doing is reading motivational books like about fencing, about other sports, mm-hmm. and then meditating and visualizing, um, watching watching videos of my other opponents fence, mm-hmm. like the Rio. I've watched probably all the Rio woman fence like 20, 40 times <laughs> <laughs> and preparation for other competitions. So I know what to expect. I know what their moves are and everything. So, okay. So it's, it's, it's about, you know, just knowing your opponent and what they yeah. typically do and, yeah. you know, uh, what their standard approach is mm-hmm. and then visualizing, you know, how you go about doing it. That's a, that's a good yeah. way to mentally prepare. And then what about physically? What do you do f- to physically prepare? So, um, I train five to six days a week, um, with my coach on zoom for an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then after or before, depends on how I'm feeling, I work out and then I roll myself out and then I take my dog for a mile, mile and a half walk. Mm -hmm. And then I come back and just chill and do homework the rest of the day. So when you say you train with your coach, uh, oh. obviously, obviously during Zoom yeah. or over Zoom at yeah. this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, what what do those typical trainings look like? Is your coach leading you through different exercises, or uh, so they're not? It's not like weightlifting or conditioning or anything like that. It's actual like fencing training, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have a dummy set up and my chair set up in front of the dummy. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, uh, he just gives me drills, like different parries and different reposts and body movements to do repetitively. Mm -hmm. And then he adds on to that and adds on. There's several of those drills and exercises that I do on a daily basis. Okay. All right. So. And like from the, from like maybe your approach, do you, are you a, an offense, offensive player or a defensive player or kind of talk about the, the, the difference between the two? So I'm more of a defensive player because I go back right away just to see what their first move is. Mm-hmm. But one, every once in a while I'll go offense, I'll attack them first, then go back, whether I get the touch or not. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive is more aggressive, more, I'm there more like, quick and defensive is more slower more technical more just like okay i see what i have to do okay 
And um, so, again, for folks that may not be familiar with the sport, walk us through, um, you know, a typical bout, you know, like, um, so you show up, you show up at, you know, at the center and then you get, I guess you get called, you know, and your opponent gets called and kind yeah. of walk us through what happens. So um, they, you roll up your chair with all your equipment on it. You're fully dressed in your gear um, besides your glove and your mask. Um, and they hook it into the platforms and then they, then you sit in it, get all ready on guard. And then the ref, once he says on guard, ready fence, you fence to five points for pools and then 15 points for direct eliminations. Okay. So, um, so the ready, set, go basically is on guard, mm-hmm. ready, yeah. fence, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. On guard, pray, alley, on guard, ready, fence. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. And uh, for, you know, some folks may not know that, and you mentioned this, that the chairs are stationary. They get locked in. So yes. you don't, your chair doesn't move at all. No, even though it has wheels, it, the wheels are like, like locked down and planted in place with these hooks that hook over your wheel and mm-hmm. hook to the platform so and like what's the distance give give people an idea maybe the distance between you and your opponent so saber and foil uh is inside the elbow and then uh epes on the outside so if okay. your point touches the outside of if your epe point touches the outside of your arm that's Epe distance, and then if the point touches your inside of your arm, uh, right where uh, I don't know how to explain this. Kind of like the inside Uh, of the elbow, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) basically. Um, Okay. Then it's saber and foil distance. And you talked about, you know, in, um, uh, you know, in, in, um, what'd you call it? Qualifying or not qualifying, but, um, the round uh, round before elimination what what was that called oh uh pools direct oh. eliminations yeah so in in the pools you said that you only go to five points yeah um do you so how do you like how do you get points um you know and i know that's different obviously on which one you're playing which one you're participating mm-hmm. in but but how do you get points uh and and um how typically how long is about so so um, there's a box and you have a cord strung through your body to your fencing hand mm-hmm. that hook then hooks to your sword. Mm-hmm. And the cord in the back hooks to the, the box. And so whenever you hit the person, a light goes off for whichever person hit first. Okay. And then the ref, if you both hit at the same time and both lights go off, the ref decides who has right away. Mm. Um, the yeah and so, so, and so talk about right talk about right away for a minute because folks mean if what does what does that mean so right away is when like say um we're gonna use julia for example so julia hit me and she, so she has the point mm-hmm. because she started first and she hit me first so if I if I parried that and then hit her and we both hit at the same time, it would be my point because I parried and then hit. Okay. 
So that's basic right away. There's more complicated like beats, and, like like circle six. So I was gonna say, yeah, we, we don't need to get more complicated than that. Right? <laughs> and uh, and how long does it take you know an athlete like you to pick up on all those things and all those different rules and nuances and kind of you know procedures and whatnot? I still haven't gotten all the rules down. Sometimes I forget. Like you can't lift your butt. I I know that you you can only have one cheek in the seat, and I accidentally lift both when I'm lunging. Or like um, you can't show the back of your head at all because mm. that's too hazardous. Because you could get whipped in the back of the head. Um, and then I you can't like drop your blade on the strip, or else you'll get carded and. Like I still struggle with some of those, but mm-hmm. most for most part, I have I get them. Um, I was talking to another fencer yesterday about the rules, and he he's been fencing for ten plus years, and he hasn't even figured it out, <laughs> figured all the rules out yet. So, yeah, that's a good point. You're always learning, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think it's hopefully for everybody. We're always, we're always learning, but in sport, mm-hmm. you're always learning too. Yeah. 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 And, um, and so you mentioned some of the things that you struggle with or rules. What, what is, what is the thing that you think you have to work on the most? Uh, personally? The, the mental game. Okay. So you're, always, so. you're, you're focused on trying to improve the mental aspects mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you're a student athlete. So talk about, uh, balancing being a student and trying to compete at the elite level of a, of a sport? So what I do is online schooling, online college. Mm-hmm. So I can travel and still do college. I take my laptop with me everywhere, no matter if I have homework or not, just so I can <clears throat> keep like track of what I have to do, what I have next, what I have next week. Um, it's what I I train in the mornings, walk in the mornings, work out in the mornings. And then during the afternoon tonight, I do homework and chill out. So basically homework in college is my chill out time. (laughs) If you could call it that, (laughs) I I don't know if I would call homework chill out, but okay. (laughs) And so you kind of got a good routine down in terms of, you know, time management and, and, yeah. and kind of um, deline- delineating between, okay, this is when I focus on my, on sport and at my mm-hmm. athletics, and this is when I focus on, on school and other things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's basically that is just training and schoolwork. And, and what are you studying or do you, do you have a determination yet? And, and what year are you? So I'm my sophomore year of college, of uh, community college, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll hopefully be going to the U of U, uh, Utah University, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, occupational therapy. Oh, okay. So, so will yeah. you get like an will you get an associate's degree first, um, and then transfer, or or to just take the, or do you just take two years and then transfer? So I'm thinking of doing the two years down here at Slick, Salt Lake mm-hmm. Community College, mm-hmm. and then finishing my last two years up at the University of Utah. Okay. So, yeah. 
All right. And I know that, you know, you're, you're working towards uh, a Paralympic goal and, um, and um, that was supposed to be this summer. And, and, and uh, obviously because of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, hopefully got delayed just a year. What, what are your expectations or, or thoughts going into, into those games in 2021? So um, they've opened qualification again. Um, so, my my expectation for myself is just to train as hard and as long as I can to be better and get to the higher level that my uh, other opponents are at internationally. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And you're, you're young. So, you know, yeah. uh, you've, you've got maybe a couple, a couple opportunities, you know, to, yeah. To compete at that level, if you can, if you wanted to continue to do so, mm-hmm. I'm I'm planning to go to Tokyo 2021, Paris 2024, and then LA 2028. Okay, so three. That'd be mm-hmm. a three timer. Well, when it comes to the United States again, that'd yeah. be really exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I know that is, is Salt Lake since you're in this in the Utah area. Is Salt Lake still on the on the docket for possible? Isn't it being considered for like? further down the road than that? Uh, yeah, it's being considered for the Winter Olympics in 2032, I think. Okay, I thought so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and were you, were you around when Salt Lake hosted last time? So, I actually was a year old. No, wait. Yeah, a year old okay. when it happened. The opening games were actually on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> so, the opening ceremony, sorry. So you were so you were a little young then uh, to remember uh-huh. that one. So if it came back yeah. to your hometown, that would be kind of exciting, right? Yes, yes, super <laughs> exciting. But yeah, definitely twenty twenty eight is exciting too. The fact that yeah. it um, would comes gets to come back to the United States. Um, what so what else? What else kind of keeps you busy or or occupied or engaged and involved? So. Um, I meet with my coach about every two weeks, my coach, my home coach mm-hmm. about every two weeks. And we go over what I've learned, what I can improve on. And uh, we sometimes fence. Um, and then I'm keeping engaged and active by just working out and training at home. And I also ride my bike. I also bike everywhere and just to stay active and stay healthy. Yeah. That's so important to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, during this pandemic when, when yeah. we're limited to what we can do to, to yeah. make sure that we, it doesn't get the best of us that way. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with us or with, uh, you know, those that are listening? Um, I, I, I would recommend trying at least trying uh, wheelchair fencing because it's helped me immensely with my disability and I never thought I would go this far but it's possible for you guys too so that's great yeah and that's what we that's what we're all about at Movie United um, encourage yeah. people just to try a different yeah. sport and try different sports and um and and folks if folks are interested in kind of just following your progress and and uh or do you have certain like social media handles or anything that people can follow Yes. Um, so I'm on Facebook. I have two pages. 
um, my personal page or my fencing page. It's just Shelby Jensen Fencing or Shelby Jensen. Um, and then my Instagram is Shelby period Jensen. And those are the two I mostly post on. So. Awesome. Well, I hope folks will will follow your progress as we yeah. as we embark on a, another year that we have to be patient and, and wait yeah. or wait around on. But uh, mm-hmm. thank you, Shelby, for being my guest. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me.